there. Welcome to the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast. Uh, my name is Tom Chick, and before I pass you along to the podcast, uh, I just wanted to explain why we haven't posted an episode in, in so long. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that you knew that's entirely on, on me. Um, I have had issues with my voice, with my uh, health, that make it difficult for me to speak. And I have just felt like it would be terrible to subject people to this. <laughs> um, it's a bit of a strain for, for me, but I assure you it is not as painful as it might sound. So uh, we're going to give this a shot, me and Kelly. He uh, was super excited about the Godzilla movie. He got me to go see it. I'm excited about it. Uh, so we just want to talk about it. And I apologize for what we're about to inflict on you in terms of my voice, but let's give it a shot. Let's uh, see how it goes, and let's have a movie podcast. Listen, kid, there are two things you don't know about the Earth. One is me, and the other is Godzilla. Welcome to the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast for Godzilla Minus One. Ooh! My name is Tom Chick, and with the Godzilla Minus One tagline, I am here with Kelly Wand. Finally a movie about Godzilla. You know what, Kelly Wand? Fair enough. Uh, there's a ton of them. There are even TV shows. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment, but and, uh, yeah. and Godzilla comics. is a big property, and I feel like he can support more than one tagline. Do you have more? Radiation only gave Americans giant insects who never fought on our side. It's more of an observation. but Yeah, and that's true. Like, why didn't the, that giant praying mantis from the 50s? I mean, yeah, he, never, he never protected America from Russia or, or another kaiju or anything. What the hell? He, he never came back either, unlike Godzilla. Godzilla's right, right. immortal, and yeah. Manus, we just needed to pop its head off like we were having sex with it. The Blob. How come the Blob never protected America? Oh, the Blob's so awesome. Kelly Wand, is there a it's third blob, so. Godzilla minus one tagline, or are there only two? No, there's always three, Tom. They come in Ah, threes. very good. What's the third? And you usually save the best for last. I'm looking forward to this. If Gothmog, Mothra, and Wednesday Adams had a kid, her name would be Gothra. Get it? Uh, that one might Gothra. Little... <laughs> Was that the best of those? Uh, best and worst. Depends on which metric you're using. Yeah. It's longest. I'm going to vote for the first one, Kelly. Finally, Wilson. a movie about Godzilla. Yeah. I've you been didn't so... like Gothra? Come on, man. I, 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 don't, I love I mean, mashup. First of all, don't mess with Mothra. I'm very, very protective right. of her. I think you know that about She's me. She's the benign one. She's my favorite, Kelly Wand. Well, not in that way. Let's, let's not make it weird. Did Spe you ever see the original with the little twins? Of course. Of course I did. I, I was bummed they weren't in the uh, remakes. They were, the though. Like, yeah, if you remember no. in the, the uh, Doherty, that uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, there was a, a very, very half-assed attempt to in invoke the twins, uh, the Mothra remember twins. remember that. You saw that movie way many more times. I, re I just so. watched it after Minus One, too. I rewatched it. Uh, so I'm, I'm primed to talk about uh, all things Godzilla. But first, Kelly Wand, Godzilla Minus One, there's a lot of science and confusing stuff. 
like when they hatched that plan, I, I was very confused about what was happening in Godzilla minus one. And I think, I, I think I need your help. Wait, hang on. It's rated something. Then you can. Oh my gosh. It. Yeah, uh, it is. I, I'm going to make this up. It's obviously rated PG 13 for scenes of mass destruction, violence, and, uh, uh, and damage to Tokyo. Those are all one thing. But, uh, <laughs> the actual answer is... Yes, go on, Kelly. Go on. It's rated PG-13 minus one for uh, numerous self-inflicted head injuries, uh, some jaws, and Japanese people. Very good, Kelly. Wad. Yeah, you did way better than the MPAA there. See, that's three different things. So right, 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 right. Come and back the, when you're ready. Well, the MPAA, they just they just come up with different ways to say, you know, smoking and teen peril, cussing, things like that. So. Yeah, well, smoking's a big one, isn't it? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad there was none of that in Godzilla Year uh, minus one. No, he just vomits radiation. It's very <laughs> different from inhaling. I guess that is a form of, of smoking. Yeah. So, Kelly Wand, I need your help because it was very confusing. Oh, yeah. So, if someone like me were to come to you a and buffoon? say... A buffoon who didn't understand the science of decompression and right. pounds per square inch at certain depths, all of that stuff, crazy Japanese scientist was, was dropping, it was lost on me. So, I was wondering, could you maybe synopsize the events of the movie and maybe explain some of that to me? Yeah, that's why I'm here. Awesome. So, Kelly, Wong, I was never confused. Well, if you were, I think this will prove. <laughs> yes. Well, I let, let's demonstrate that by you giving me a synopsis of Godzilla minus one. And Called. Most, most. Oh well, obviously because you don't want a monkey with the name Godzilla. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't want any of your King Kong apologist BS. I see what you're Kelly doing. Wong. Right. This would be Godzilla colon minus opsis monopsis. I don't get the colon, but <laughs> just to separate your nonsense from the IP, so, you know, you got the first word right. So Sweet. that's actually pretty good for you. Awesome. Um, yeah, but you're going to say something else and I cut you off to make fun of you. Um, I forgot. I don't know. I think I oh, got... I'm sorry. No, no. I, I think I got everything I wanted to say out. So if you cut me off, Kelly Wand, you really sucked at it. Oh, Thank you. I mean, thanks, man. <laughs> Remember? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, your guess was wrong. Uh, this will be called the Godzilla minus Whoopsis. Oh, I was close, though. Very good. I All think right. that would have been your 12th guess. I would have gotten there eventually. So the Godzilla minus Whoopsis. Take it away, Kelly Wand. <laughs> I was hoping you talked a little longer. <laughs> Take it away, Kelly Wan. Godzilla minus Wupsis. <laughs> Some scrolling Japanese words are all, It is the year 1946, minus one. Uh, the war is winding down. By the way, we weren't allowed to produce this for five years because Warner Brothers didn't want it competing with that American King Kong versus Godzilla that uh, Tom likes with the annoying no! Stranger Things no. and the telepathic necks and no! the axe and the uh, Stop, I hate it. I wormholes hate to uh, Pellucidar. <laughs> anyway, haha, -ha, scared Warner Bros. Haha, -ha, Matrix Resurrections. Okay, now back to this film that you are currently watching, the uh, Godzilla Minus One. Arigato. 
The Pacific Ocean Zoll, Odo Island, 1945. A young Japanese pilot named Gary Shiki Shiki Shimishima? I think that's actually true. Lands his plane carefully in front of a bunch of wounded mechanics sitting glumly on a beach. Hey, can you guys check the fluids? Uh, also, some snacks would be cool. You are a kamikaze pilot? What are you implying? That you are a coward. Oh. Look, kamikazes, um, I thought I was signing up for bartending school. You know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to go sulk on the beach. Also, I saved all my bombs and bullets. You're welcome. Later, a mechanic with a mustache tousles his face. Hey, don't feel bad. I'm on your side. Why throw our lives away if the war is already over? Am I right? Just as long as you don't leave us hanging. Uh, I'm stinky, by the way. But my name is Randy. After my grandmother. And because I'll fuck anything. Check out the corrosion on this exhaust pipe. Suddenly, a couple plastic chewy dog toys float in the shallows. Hmm, I wonder what these portend. Hopefully we're in a movie about a cute dog running around Tokyo. But Gary's asleep. That night, in a foxhole on the beach... And that was the ninth time I caught chlamydia from an engine block. After that, I decided to uh, switch engine blocks. But you never forget your ninth. Minus one. Gary yawns. Hey, did you ever see uh, Cameron Diaz and The Counselor? Oh yeah, it's 1945. Never mind. Suddenly, Godzilla jumps out of the sea and starts eating everybody. Gary runs into his plane. Don't worry, I'll guard under this seat, guys. The other seasoned war veterans all run around in circles, bumping into each other while Godzilla bites their heads off and shrieks. Randy and some extras dive into a trench. Okay, we should be safe from here as long as none of us does anything idiot. Uh, damn it, trigger happy Pete. Godzilla laughs off their bullets and tramples them to death, hurting Randy's toe. Hey, look, Gary's sitting in that plane that Godzilla's about to eat. We're saved. Godzilla shakes Gary's plane, then squints down its gun barrels, growling. Gary, our bullets did nothing, but you shoot it while we all stay here and continue contemplating running to safety. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, my shooting fingers, um, not really back up to 100% over here. Plus, I need an arc. Good luck. Godzilla carefully sets the plane down and brushes it off, then goes around killing everybody else. Gary yawns and drifts off. He farts awake the next morning to find Randy dragging everybody else into a mass grave. Oh, great. You're still alive. Yep. Team Gary, undefeated. Well, I'll leave you to it. I got to get going. Man about town. Uh, sorry, plane. Here's a one-seater. <laughs> Suddenly, a Japanese destroyer honks irritably at them from offshore. Oh, cool. We're saved. Uh, see you on there. Later, on board the destroyer's poop deck, the, all the extras huddle miserably. Randy kicks Gary awake, then hands him a small bundle of wallet-sized photos of grinning mechanics on a beach, then limps away scowling. Thanks, Randy. Wait, they all had pictures of themselves on them when they died, and you went through their pockets while burying them just so you could sick burn me right now? Hey, won't their families want these? Okay, bye. Wait, also, Godzilla kind of helped kill them. Maybe I'll give these to him if we run into him again. Also, should we tell anyone about Godzilla, like the Navy or something? But Randy's already off screen, dispensing other photograph packets to other pilots who disappointed him on other beaches in various ways. Some rubble's all. Tokyo, December 1945. 
Gary shambles through the rural ruins backlot of downtown Tokyo. It looks kind of like 1890s Peking, but with more ropes. An old woman farts awake and slaps him. You are disgrace! Ha ha ha! She runs off giggling. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> Everybody nearby turns to stare at him. His story is well known. He takes another step. Suddenly, an angry crowd chasing a girl comes into view. Stop her! She stole that baby! <laughs> The girl's all, here, the baby. <laughs> she thrusts the baby into Gary's arms and runs off giggling. Later, asshole. <laughs> the crowd ignores him and runs past angrily. Death to frightened mothers. <laughs> Gary shakes his head at the baby ruefully. Women, right? Everyone who stared at him earlier is all, oh, it's that coward guy. Everybody dies around. Yeah, he can be trusted with the baby. Okay, let's keep going. He finds his rubble amidst some houses and trips over his parents' bodies on the way in. Mom, Dad, I almost won the wow! <laughs> hey, what time's dinner? Oh, also, here's a baby. Mom? <laughs> Suddenly, his hot pickpocket lady friend, Rococo, falls through the roof. Oh, you're home. I was trying to steal some of your straw. Your parents won't be needing it. I might have accidentally killed them both pulling through the roof earlier. What can I say? I love straw. Hey, cool baby, can I move in? Uh, hey, Rococo. Yeah, you can have this room with my parents in it. They live together for a few months. Occasionally, Gary's friends come over to shame him for being alive and also to play Mahjong. Meanwhile, the U.S. Navy nukes itself at the Bikini Atoll, making Godzilla bigger. Gary gets burned out on domestic life and decides to go back to the site of all his fondest recent memories, the ocean. I am Dr. Hibachi. Welcome, gentlemen, aboard my tiny boat, the Eileen. I call her that because the starboard side tends to leak a lot. Our government has tasked us with removing mines from the ocean by using these hooks and cables originally developed to irritate swimmers. Gary, I see you're nodding off again. Perhaps you'd like to show everyone what we do with the mines once we have retrieved them using this machine gun here. They're good. No point into the mine, you idiot! Ow, medic! One night at home... Oh, Rococo. I just had the most awful nightmare that Godzilla's giant foot missed you entirely. <laughs> oh, you. The next morning. Hey, what are you wearing that 1980s dress and earrings for? Are we dating yet? I thought it was time for me to stand on my own two feet, so I got a job making coffee for men at Shenzhen Real Estate. Now we just need to get you a wife to move in here with us. Uh, yeah. The baby cries at them. Beside me, Eraserhead checks his watch. <laughs> Gary stares at us uncertainly, then turns on the TV. And in 1940s Japanese news, we've lost the war. Stupid Germans. Oh, also a uh, giant sea monster is eating our boats. Uh, now for this quick word from Shinzen Real Estate. Shinzen, don't worry, it's bamboo. Later, aboard the Eileen. Thank you all for coming as usual. Good news, we have a letter here from the government. I am now opening it. A couple guys cheer. <laughs> Dear Dr. Hibachi's cannon fodder. Today, instead of dredging mines from the sea and then shooting them with this machine gun, we need you to buy some time against a giant sea monster while a large ship arrives from Singapore to kill it with real weapons. Maybe you can use the mines or something. Good luck lulls the Japanese government. Hmm, that was nice of them to remember my name. Okay, team, off we go. If you see any giant sea monsters, wake me up. The ship floats around aimlessly for a few hours. Beside me, Richard Dreyfus yawns. 
Suddenly, Gary notices Chewie dog toys bobbing in the water alongside the ship. Oh, those remind me. I should get some of those for uh, baby what's-her-face to chew on. She can't cry with a mouthful of plastic in her gob, huh, guys? I'm uh, Gary, by the way. Suddenly, Godzilla instantly eats a ship right next to them. Then its dorsal fins begin following them slowly. (laughs) Godzilla's face rises from the sea, staring annoyed at them while their boat putters slowly around in circles. Hey, guys, check it out. (laughs) Yes, good work, Gary. You got a mine right into its mouth. Wow. Yeah, I was actually trying to just blow up the boat. I figured we had no chance. Uh, my aim's not what it was. Wait, is Godzilla swimming, standing up? Why is just his head showing? Shh, hurry, Gary. Shoot at its rubber costume while, I mean, its armored, radiation-infused carapace while I flip the switch and detonate the mine instead of using the machine gun this time. He flips switches until Godzilla's head explodes. A couple of the men cheer and hug the life jackets and oars. We did it! Hooray for my grasp of science! Uh, guys? They watch while Godzilla's head regenerates. Beside me, Cthulhu rolls his eyes. (laughs) Gary and his seafaring chums watch helplessly as Godzilla begins powering up its nuke ray again. Wait, for the first time. (laughs) Just as he's about to fire, some cannons blow holes in his head again. Look, the Takao! I don't know why we didn't see it. It somehow made it from Singapore three months early. A couple of the men cheer raggedly, then watch as Godzilla wrestles and plays with the Takao, then gets bored and finally nukes it from underwater. The Takao explodes in a mushroom cloud. Trigger Happy Pete does a slow clap while Dr. Hibachi sighs and turns the ship around. Godzilla lets them go since he's off screen and underwater and the movie's not over. As the Eileen putters sadly away, Godzilla's face is all, Later, assholes! The next morning, Well, I'm off to work as usual. Oh, how'd your sea monster thingy yesterday go? Uh, we talked about it last night for like an hour. Uh, hundreds of men died. Japan lost its most powerful warship. Anyway, at least I have the rest of the week off. Oh, you. Always surviving. Well, Bye. Oh, don't forget the baby needs breastfeeding at two and four. And we're out of diapers, so I just use the front door. Bye. Wait, you're working today? Shinzen's the chewy dog treat capital of Japan, and it's right next to the ocean. Oh, Gary, I'm a Japanese woman in a Godzilla movie. It'll be great. (laughs) Gary watches her go, then sighs and turns on the TV. And in coffee news, Godzilla's been spotted in the Shinzen area, eating cars and receptionists. Now a quick word from our sponsor, Shinzen Beachfront Rentals. Rococo! No! Coco. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Shinzen, Godzilla wanders around trampling people, PG-13 minus one He attacks a train that Rococo's in, but she tricks him by falling into some water that was closer than it looked. Some Tonka, tra- some Tonka tanks roll on screen, bump into each other, and start shooting, blasting a bunch of buildings until the noise annoys Godzilla. He powers up his alt one scale at a time, then nukes a distant skyscraper and just kind of hangs out. I lean over to the baby from the movie, swathed beside me, and go, Am I the only one who's always rooting for Godzilla, like, no matter what's going on? It's all now! Rococo, I found you fleeing in this huge crowd. What are the odds? Hey, check it out, a blast wave coming towards us. Gary, it's coming. Here, hurry, there's enough room for both of us to hide between these two buildings. I don't know, it looks pretty snug. (laughs) 
What are you doing? Gary, make room for me. Gary, the shockwave is coming. It's probably irradiated. Gary, please make room for me. Rococo, no. <laughs> Gary, why are you screaming no already? The shockwave's still a few seconds away. Come on, make room for me, Gary, please. Hang on, just making sure no cobwebs. Gary, what the fuck, you asshole? <laughs> Rococo. No. Again. Beside me, Winslet chokes on a jujube. <laughs> when Gary awakens without farting this time, he finds a street full of PG-13 dust. In the distance, Godzilla is admiring the sight of his distant nuclear cloud. <laughs> I lean over to Cloverfield sitting beside me and go, be pretty dumb if that's the last time we see Godzilla till the end of the movie, huh? Lizzie Kaplan suddenly explodes all over us. <laughs> only. Later, in a college classroom full of guys in suits. And that's what decompression means, Tom. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all for coming. There are cheese wheels and canapes outside under the rubble. I don't think this plan will work. Explosive decompression only works on billionaires. I had a hunch you'd say that, Dr. Barbenheimer, which is why we have a plan B. Allow me to introduce my special guest, Mr. Pennywise. <laughs> Jojo Pennywise of Pennywise balloons and novelty items. Behold! He points to a window till they all sigh and reluctantly shuffle over to it. He hits a joy buzzer on his palm. A giant balloon fills the parking lot, crushing several cars. My Buick! My balloons are immune to everything except teeth and deep water. <laughs> and if the balloons don't work, I also have this fake vomit. Oops, it looked fake. Dr. Hibachi, your balloon idea is very festive, but maybe we should have a guy flying around in a small plane occasionally, just in case. I've got just the plane and just the pilot. But to incentivize him, we're going to need the ultimate mechanic. Uh, I'm the pilot, you mean, right? No? Well, I am now. And I know just the mechanic. Trust me, we're like this. Now I just need to find him. And don't help me. I want to find him by myself, all right? It's part of my arc. Trust me, I can get info from anybody. Later, a bartender sighs impatiently while Gary bangs his head repeatedly on the bar top. All right, all right. Jesus Christ. He lives on 69 Disaffected Mechanics Lane, apartment 420. Just walk around his street. He'll find you. Good thing you're a head injury enthusiast. Later, in a dark alley, Randy? Hello? It's me, Gary? Hey, uh, I accidentally lost those photos. I mean, burned them. It was a brisk summer. Randy clubs him from behind with a shovel and drags his body away while the locals cheer and smoke cigarettes. Randy wakens Gary in his garage by splashing gasoline in his face and lighting a match. Humph. That was a clever ruse, drawing me out with that story about the photos. Oh, yeah, story. Clever me. <laughs> uh. I promised myself I'd kill you if our paths ever crossed. Randy, listen. Remember what a great kamikaze pilot I was? No? Well, anyway, the Japanese government's random scientist has given me a magic plane to irritate Godzilla with while other people try to drown him with some balloons. But the plane's going to need to be fueled and washed first, and none of us are interested. Hmm. Show me this plane. Later, in a different garage, 
And this is the left wing, or as Dr. Hibachi calls it, the other wing. Hmm, I think I can help you. But I'm going to need a montage. And some gauze pads. The government officials confer, then... How about uh, paper towels? And off-screen montage. Randy stares, then slowly breaks into a smile. A moment later, they all sniff the air and start yelling at him. The next morning... I know. And in water sports, Godzilla is sitting in the ocean waiting to be attacked. <clears throat> Old woman who called me a disgrace earlier. I mean, Grandma, here. Open this envelope after I'm gone. Hey, I'm still here. In event of my death, raise money with baby inside this envelope. Oops, you know what I mean. Signed, disgrace. Yeah, um, I might accidentally put some photos of dead mechanics in there instead of money. Um, sorry about that. I had a few left. Also, she answers to baby. Good luck. Later. Gary flies around in the magic plane, needlessly passing between Godzilla's jaws multiple times, while Randy and Dr. Hibachi watch annoyed from a nearby boat. Oh, good. Gary finally flew away for some reason. Fire the balloons! Look, it's working. Godzilla is slowly sinking to the bottom of the ocean. How cinematic is that, huh? The same couple guys cheer. Uh, sir, the balloons, uh, Godzilla chewed through them. Who saw that coming? <laughs> Listen to how high-pitched Godzilla's voice is now. <laughs> That'll be a thousand dollars. Godzilla bursts to the surface, shakes his fist, and starts to power up his mouth ray. Suddenly, Gary crashes his plane into Godzilla's mouth. After a few minutes, Godzilla's head explodes. One of the couple troops cheers a little one last time. We did it! But Gary, no? Suddenly... They all watch a flashback to the garage from earlier that morning. Oh, also, uh, this is an ejector seat button. Uh, it has an invisibility feature where uh, no one can see you eject while you're off screen. Even if you should be plainly visible. Like the uh, cow earlier, actually. So, yeah, for a few seconds they can't see you until this flashback plays. Then they'll see you fine. Uh, I was going to make it a self-destruct button, but they didn't have the right size button at the Home Depot. So, uh. Thanks, Randy. I like it even better than Redemption. We cut back to the present where Gary's parachute suddenly becomes visible as it gets tangled up in the ship's mainmast and begins strangling him. Godzilla's headless body slowly sinks from view, flipping us off. We did it! We blew up a sea monster's face! Hooray for Gary and my understanding of science. I mean the other character who talks like the scientist. Stupid Kelly. Later, Gary bursts into a hospital room to find Rococo sitting in bed. She quickly slips a cast on her arm and a bandage on her head as she shoes a doctor away. Oh, hey, Gary. Good news, I'm alive. I, I meant to call, but then I met Dr. Derek here. Anyway, here are my hospital bills. Meanwhile, underwater, a pustule squelches ominously. Some Japanese words tell us who made the dog toys floatable and also about some of the hot new deals available for rental or lease from Shinzen Real Estate. The end. Uh, Kelly Wong, thank you. That movie needed Boom! that. <laughs> right? I want to do that so long. I feel like, remember in election when the girl blows Chris Klein? He's, and she's all, I want to, I've been wanting to do that. That's how I felt. Uh, and Chris Klein's penis is Godzilla in this instance. 
Yeah. Nice. Because of the the fins on it. And also (laughs) what comes out of it and the effects it has. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's a new take on election, certainly, Kelly Wan. Maybe we can delete the last two minutes and just go off on the uproarious opsis. Kelly Wan, I forgot to tell you, this movie was written, directed, and VFX by one gentleman. No way. So it's an auteur. Yeah, very much so. And I did appreciate when the credits rolled that that his name is Takashi Yamazaki, that they give him credit for all three, for directing, writing, and VFX. Um, Because I feel that that's a big issue with movies like this. A lot of times is the VFX aren't integrated very well with the action. And Yamazaki, just because he was responsible for all of this, rather than just shipping it off, to some effects studio, I feel that his personal involvement really showed and, and came through in this. Yeah. So, but I assume he didn't do it all by himself. Like, he oh well, no, no, no. I mean, right? obviously, but but normally, like uh, like when we looked at a Monster Hunter movie that Paul Thomas Anderson did, you know, Paul Thomas yeah. Anderson would have just had a script that said they fight a monster, and then he sends it off to a VFX studio, maybe with some storyboards. And there's back and forth between the two of them, rather than him as the director overseeing the process. Right. Which is probably how this happened with Yamazaki in in Godzilla Minus One. Um, So rather than feeling like, oh, you've got these effect sequences just edited in. Stitched um, together. Yeah, it flows. And if you want to see this done poorly, by the way, uh, watch Godzilla vs. Kong or... That horrible TV show on Apple uh, called Monarch. Well, I think. Monarch, oh yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, Legacy of the Monsters is that what it's called? I think. I guess I hate the American ones so much. Like even the one you like. The one you like's my least hated of the three of them. But like, I can't imagine. It's like watching the John Wick TV series. Well, I think Anna even Reeves, the one that I like, the, the 2019 Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um, I think even the VFX in that, although. I want to say his name is Matthew Doherty, the director. I might be screwing that up. I like the Rodan part. But but he didn't, like, I think he would, you know, he's someone who just came up through independent horror. So I don't think he has any experience with uh, elaborate VFX sequences. Um, but the studio that did that for him, I feel just did him a great service in terms of how well it was integrated with the live action stuff um, and just how, how, Cannily, those effects sequences did things like introduce Monster Zero. Like that right. sequence where Monster Zero comes out, it's his tail, and then the one head, and then the second, and then the yeah. third, and then the second tail, and then the wings, and then the body comes out. Like It works whole... for new viewers and old ones, because the old ones are like, oh, wait till they see that. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's um, suspenseful. So uh, obviously I feel like that was the case with a lot of these visual effects sequences and in minus one as well. Um, I just feel they were integrated with the live action very, very well, and that made a huge difference. Yeah, and the movie was riffing on Jaws. and stuff. Like, it was just... I, I loved what it was cobbling from and together. And, like, the first sequence where Godzilla's small. I like that, too. I know, right? Right? Like, showing, like, a before and after, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is what the radiation did. But that also means, by the way, so... Was he a dinosaur? Or there's just giant lizards in the South Pacific? No, no. Here's what... My interpretation was the Hiroshima bomb. Bomb. 
uh, All right, Robert Shaw. started him, or Nagasaki, and then, and that's what first started Godzilla, because he's made from radiation, isn't he? That's why he likes it so much. But then... But he doesn't look like any lizard. Didn't Japan know, surrender literally days after those bombs so that there wouldn't be a kamikaze base still believing that the war was on, right? Like, if that were the case, then the war wouldn't be on anymore, right? I forget what the first uh, timestamp is in the movie. Well, it would have been... Because... It, it was August 45 that the bombs... Okay, so Godzilla's three months old. Oh, so it's like baby Godzilla growing. At, well, wait. Yeah. So, so, but I don't. Think, He's like baby Yoda, Tom. So, do you remember the opening title card? Then is that it? It was forty-four. No, it was forty-five, but I forget the month because. Oh, maybe the bomb was dropped in August forty-five. Am I doing that? that? Oh no, that, it, well, August yeah, 45. It was forty-five. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're so, right. So just a few months old. That makes sense. So, but that was my instant. Like, oh, Godzilla. That's Godzilla after one bomb was what right. I thought when I first saw Godzilla. And so the idea is then the American testing after the war made him like really big and fierce. You're welcome, Japan. And yeah, furthermore, not only is it our fault, we sort of abandoned them to deal with it because we didn't want to uh, exacerbate tensions with the Russians. Right. And remember in the Matthew Broderick one, the French created godzilla because they didn't want to offend the japanese oh i didn't remember that is that true market which is so dumb because it's their monster like it's you know it's fuck it seems you know like, what that makes it's me... like the seven doors thing you're screwing over people you know what that that roland emmerich twist makes me you. think of uh something that the french did that they then pawned off on us what does that remind Statue you liberty? of liberty good liberty? good keep going more the recent napoleon movie i'm thinking of the 60s the fifties uh, and then the sixties, eventually. Uh, Vietnam. Oh <laughs> right? uh, yeah, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I haven't seen the deleted scenes of. Where I get well, all my history. So let's talk then about where does minus one fit in with the context of other Godzilla movies for you? You mean over under or chronologically? Oh, over under. Like, how do you feel? Like, is it better or worse than any of them? Does it make you think differently about any of the movies? I I've decided I don't like the American ones, any of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't think they get the character. I also like the one you like. It's it's. Uh, I don't like those characters at all, and like the monsters. Oh, they're terrible. Psychotic. They're terrible. Yeah. Also, these characters. I was gonna say. I was watching this. Um, there were a bunch of like young. Like they're all Asian. I don't know if they were Japanese. I don't. I don't see color, Tom. <laughs> this city, but like they're all Asian and they were they're really young and they were really bored and checking their phones constantly. And at the oh, end, oh, minus the, one, you're saying? Yeah, and minus one. Okay. And when the main character was like sobbing and being really histrionic, they were laughing at him. And so I was thinking, you should learn how to watch your own culture's movies better. You should go back to country. Like, it's just a cultural to difference, To be fair, I though, think. Kelly Wand, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I think that's also part of... One of the things that I did like about Minus One, set as it was in the 50s... Um, 40s. 40s, 40s, I'm sorry. Uh, set as it was in the 40s. Um, I'm thinking Minus of... Minus One like, Decade. What I'm thinking of is the Kurosawa movies that I know. That are yeah. The 50s and the 60s, and how the acting style is very... I want to say histrionic, and I don't mean that to be dismissive. Yeah, it sounds bad. Like, but it's just it's hyper-dramatic. Just expressive. expressive. Exactly. It's very over-expressive. 
uh, very yeah. demonstrative. Uh, yeah. yeah. It didn't and bother me, but my stepfather said the same thing too. But I think that's part of what's like, going on. Overacting. But I think that's part of what's going on in minus one as a period piece is it is it's marshalling that style of acting. Whereas in a more contemporary Japanese movie, you would just see stoic. people talking conversationally. And even so, I, I don't know. I, I just felt like that that was part of it being a period piece, how histrionic and overexpressive the melodrama was. I kind of wish it had been in black and white, even because there is a black over... and white cut. That uh, I mean, I think Yamazaki is definitely uh, is uh, doing the press for this. He has said, I think, that they're working on a black and white cut. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. They did that with something else. Uh, that you go. Fury Road. No. They did that with Fury Road. Ah, oh, fuck! I can't remember what it is. You don't believe me? Some... There's a black and white cut of Fury Road. Why? I know that was Why my that? feeling as well. <laughs> oh, it, I thought it, you were partly trolling, but I was still trying to like grasp the nugget. I mean, that's the thing I can think of, like a, a prominent release that was followed up with a black and white. Oh, version. it was the mist. It was the mist. There's a black and white cut of the mist. The Frank Darabont Stephen King yeah. bullshit. Oh my just god. Ed's, just FYI. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up instead of Fury Road, Kelly Wand. Super relevant. <laughs> um. My over's Godzilla the original 1954 because it is in black and white, and I feel like that makes it more suspenseful for some reason. It definitely makes it feel more like a period piece. I'll give but it I that. still like Godzilla Final Wars more than you. That goofy one with the mustache guy. In the yeah, stadium. yeah, that one. I, I can't. When Godzilla gets goofy, I think it just loses me. Which is there's so many monsters in it though. It makes up for it. There's just so much going on in it. That Kelly Wan to me though is part of the issue with this license is. I love the first contact movies, but once Godzilla becomes a wrestling match, I think it becomes just irredeemably goofy. Uh, and if a movie doesn't lean into that, like skillfully, I'm not into it. Like trying to take that. It's seriously. just a different kind of charm for me. Fair There's enough. Like... Sure. Also, Godzilla Final Wars. That's the one time that you hated dancing kids. I just want to say. I, when would I ever like dancing? Like, where, oh, God. Thor 11. Every movie. Every movie has dancing kids in it. You're like, oh, yeah, it had kids dancing. I, I hate dancing kids. kids. I don't want uh, kids Deep dancing. Water, the Ben Affleck movie. You're like, oh, the kids sang uh, at the end. That was the best part of the movie. <laughs> what Fuck Anna uh, 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 The kid <laughs> rapping at the end of that, that uh, F. Night Shyamalan Elders movie. What was that? That was your favorite. Okay. So you're a little selective. <laughs> That's good. Uh, higher standards than I admitted to. Do you not remember that white kid rapping in that movie, though? Yeah, at the end. Yeah. Well, you he starts to, and then at the end, he does a full-blown right, thing, right. and it to, you're just like, it makes you hate everything you just liked. Right. Yeah. So, Kelly Wand, here's another issue I have with Godzilla as an IP, as a license, as an ongoing concern. Is Godzilla a good guy or a bad guy? Is there an issue with the fact that so often he's like one or the other. He's kind of interchangeable. Uh, what, what is your take on that? Is that confusing? well? He did save San Francisco, as you recall, right? Twenty fourteen. But I think the the rule is if he's the only one in the movie, he's the antagonist. But if there's multiple monsters, then Godzilla takes our side. He's like, oh, they're my assholes, so I like them. I think is Godzilla's point of view. Now if it's like Godzilla versus someone else. 
So the uh, plus it's got plus Godzilla's an Earthling and he doesn't he fight against like aliens a lot and robots that don't that aren't like natives. There's like an immigration thing. Godzilla's I, a native Japanese. I native. actually don't know where that came from, but in Godzilla King of the Monsters, that 2019 one that I like, that was the twist. Is that Monster Zero was an invasive species from outer space, right? And that all I the other the monsters is, yeah. were the were the the local fauna who had to team up under Godzilla to overthrow him. So in that one, Godzilla is, does that make him a good guy, even though he trashed San Francisco? He, re- he saved San Francisco. Oh, right, right, from the Mutar. It needed to be rebuilt anyway, and he was just demolishing it for free. Well, construction workers cheered him on, like in Spider-Man. So there's actually a scene Off-screen. in that Godzilla King of the Monsters where they explain that in Western mythology, we generally look at these as dragons to slay. But in Eastern mythology, dragons are also creatures that can heal and that can bring redemption. Um, That's good. There's that whole speech there. And I think that's part of what's going on with Japan's treatment of Godzilla, is that sometimes they slay him, sometimes he redeems them. It's this weird kind of Eastern relationship that I think it, like a Western, like we don't have that with like it's an abusive marriage, but we don't have right. that with Cthulhu like would never take our defense or, or Cloverfield or Pennywise, right? Uh, you know, all of whom you mentioned, <laughs> like our villains, we don't need to explore necessarily, uh, like their other side. Um, although you know who I think of, Kelly Wand, freaking Darth Vader, right? Yeah, like we had to make him a good guy, how like. like I wonder if that yeah. happens with any IP that you leave around long enough. Is it the villains become good guys? Well, all, yeah, all the Disney movies are doing that. Maleficent and all those, either uh, Cruella de Vil. And that's, the, that's why I didn't want to see that new Wonka movie, is because it humanizes him. And I don't want that in my Wonka. He's not, a, he's not to be humanized. He's a figure of mystery. It's like not, humanizing Cthulhu. Right, right, exactly. Like, we in the West are fine with Cthulhu is, he's just, he's completely apathetic towards humanity and he doesn't care about us and maybe he'll kill us if he at best time. at best exactly right, right but i'd love to see more mashups that sound really weird on paper like cthulhu versus mothman or pennywise versus oh. why i mean it just seems like what are you talking about but you're, why? you're jamming together weird disparate mythology just to see how they fight i don't care <laughs> yeah it's syncretism bro I, I told you I don't see ethnicity. It's all we're all brothers and sisters on the same planet on planet Earth, man, just floating through space. You just like want all mythologies to tangle up with each other. Fair enough. Well, it depends. Let me just hold on. Sure. It depends on the on the mashup. Like the Godzilla versus Bambi matchup was kind of one sided, but Godzilla versus Pennywise. Also, there's a Godzilla. There's a movie called Godzilla versus the Thing, and I'm really bummed that. It doesn't have any of the actual things in it. Yeah, these are including co- the thing or Marvel Fantastic Four thing or Adam's Family thing. Like any of those would be interesting. You're you're just falling for a title, Kelly Wand. You're better than that. Godzilla versus the thing. Just like just think about it. Just imagine it happening. Like he takes on the form of Rodan or something. It'd be like uh, Game of Thrones season eight. So I I did try to watch one of these wacky Godzilla movies. And I realized I'd seen it before halfway through. Um, but one of the, the, the Japanese movies that inspired Yamazaki for Minus One 
Uh, and let me see if I can get the title right. It's called Godzilla, Mothra, and Gehedra, colon, Monsters All Out Attack. Yeah, I've heard of it. And it sounds, like, it sounds like something you would play on a Dreamcast. Yeah, all your um, bass. But no, it's it's terrible. Like it, it's all. What do you mean it's terrible? See, I don't trust you. You, you would like. You already... I mean, you would be into it, but it's very much a goofy Godzilla fighting a bunch of other monsters. But here's the twist: Godzilla is the villain, and the other monsters are the are protectors good. of Japan, trying to keep Godzilla away. That's interesting. Is that explained? Like, oh, by the way, Godzilla is yes. bad this time. It is explained. Is... Godzilla is the incarnation of all of the souls who died in World War II and nice. in the, the atomic bombs dropped in Japan. Oh. So Godzilla is basically like an undead monster, and he's got these white zombie eyes. Um, in the movie. So he's like the Grudge, another awesome matchup. Yep, I mean, I, I think it, I, I mean, I, I think they're sort of trying to uh, work in a little bit of J-horror with their Godzilla in that one. Japanese ghosts terrible. are never benign. They're always malevolent, right? So here is Godzilla, Mothra, and Gehedra Monsters All Out Attack in a nutshell. Um, yeah. And I might have mentioned this to you before because I didn't remember that this scene was from this movie. But I vividly remember this scene for what it says about Godzilla mythology. So Kelly Wand... Godzilla has waded ashore, and he's destroying Tokyo, right? Now, we cut to a woman. Actually, she's a girl. She's got to be... I mean, I think they're trying to make her look like 12 or something. Oh, I think you told me this, but go on. Yeah. Um, so, so she's in a hospital, and right. her, her leg is in traction, so she yeah. can't move. And there's no one else around. She's just stuck in the room. And she sees Godzilla on the horizon moving towards her. And she gets increasingly distressed as she realizes he's going to jam into the hospital. He's going to knock this hospital over and I'm going to die. Yeah. And eventually it shows her screaming and crying. Yeah. And then Godzilla barely misses the hospital. Oh. And so now we see her relieved. She's going to live. But then Godzilla's tail smashes through the room she's in and she dies. And that's the scene. You know, in this Godzilla all-out monsters attack movie, like that is such a weird take on the kind of destruction that Godzilla causes. But it's also the most realistic and like sure, the most yeah. on on point. Like when things don't go that way, you're like, oh well, they they watered it down because kids. Because but, I mean, the what, kid in the hospital might exist. Right, right, but what does that say about the tone of the movie that you're making? Like, they've basically taken a scene from a, sl a slasher film, really, just minus the gore. Like the, like it's well, he is a zombie. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, it's not really... Godzilla's out of his head like Bucky, bro. But, so. but it also, like, one of the things they mentioned... Killing uh, Iron Man's mom. I think this was in Godzilla Minus One. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm positive it's in Godzilla Minus One. I have a couple of issues with the, the movie, which overall, by the way, I really liked. I imagine you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but one of my issues with it is they do mention uh, they're exploring this phenomenon of survivor's guilt. And there's a moment where they talk about has Japan as a nation treated life too cheaply? Uh, I think both in the lead up to the war and during the war. Uh, right. I think that was the point being made. 
um, is they, they bring that up. Is does Japan treat life too cheaply? Uh, mm. The answer being yes, and so then the kamikaze pilot doesn't have to kill himself. Um, so that's partly a character arc for Japan as well. But Kelly Wan, is there any irony in trying to deliver that message where 30,000 people are, are killed by Godzilla, by the protagonist of the movie? Well, that's not on. That's not Japan's fault. Like they didn't. They didn't even make Godzilla. America did, according to my reasoning. Right. He's, a, he's yet another indignity foisted on the Japanese. Um, by our radiation, I mean, not the concept of the character. But um, I think you're. But that's my point. That's my res response. Is sure, that Godzilla sure. is the one doing the damage, and so. It be it's just, it's just like a war movie at that point. Like you could make this. It's like if America was in invading Tokyo instead of Godzilla, that'd be the same message. So I, my ambivalence about that is I, you know, you mentioned wanting to root for Godzilla, and I just have so much goodwill towards that big thing yeah. that I kind of don't care if he kills thirty thousand people, and I expect that it's going to happen, but I still feel a little bit of frisson when I watch it in a movie that is being preachy about how right. Japan has, has treated human life. Um, so that just felt a little weird to me, and I didn't, it felt a little forced. There was a bunch of stuff like that that felt forced, like the idea of the plucky civilians who were abandoned by their government, uh, forced to deal with this force of nature, like on their yeah. own, like, okay, good luck, guys. Like that felt awfully forced. Um, I didn't quite know what to make of that. Uh, certainly, the I think it was just they're 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 destroyed from the war, and they're, the competent leaders aren't in place yet, like they are by the time of Godzilla's next rampage, which is also a disaster. I wonder, Kelly, why you seem to be laying a bunch of the blame for uh, some of these issues, and I, I wonder if the movie's doing this, and this is part of the movie's plausible deniability, is to kind of blame America, like. It's America's fault they couldn't come in because of their tension with the Russians. Right. America yeah. clearly burst into this made thing. They made it, right? So they're yeah. responsible for the 30,000 that died when he attacks Tokyo in the first part of the movie. Um, well. I wonder if that is part of the thinking there. Uh, and so we got, you know what Kelly But Pearl Harbor, this, they started it. The hell were they doing? Anyway. It does make me, like, when you say that, and I actually think you might be right, like, I kind of feel like in these kinds of international movies, America isn't like ever since Trump and, and what's been going on with the rise of the right wing, I don't think America is a hero in these movies anymore. I mean, I think around the world, I, yeah, I mean, I, Kelly, one, you and I are children of the 80s when America was a hero around the world in this kind of blockbuster entertainment. And we were here when we were making cynical movies where like the government was always evil, but it was like, we were still like, oh yeah, it's just part of the mythology of America right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like E.T., for example. Like that's what America was, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. The other reason too I root for Godzilla is because he's an animal and I, like he didn't ask to be born this way or made. And so he's just responding naturally to his circumstances. And well, so I always root for animals when they're, you know, up I, against us. He's like cocaine bear in that regard. Like it's not yeah. his fault. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, we made him eat cocaine. Here's another radiation. 
And here's another issue I have with, with Godzilla and Kelly Wand. I was talking to my little sister about this. I think she agrees with me. I would be curious if you feel this way. I think that there is something inherently adorable about Godzilla. I think oh, yeah. he is cute. Yeah. And they were trying not to make him cute. And they were, it's still, because they were making him, like, giving him scowls yep. on his face a yep. lot. So why is he cute? I think it's his body shape. He's kind of pear-shaped. Oh, and yeah. His little hands is part of it. Um, he looks kind of like a dinosaur, and we all love dinosaurs. We have affection for them. You like, know, you say that, but isn't there something almost cat-like about his face? A little like, bit. Not ear-wise. Not ear-wise, but those golden eyes. Like, those yeah, yeah, bright yeah, golden yeah. eyes make me think of a black cat. Are you? Like, like black his cat. eyes always look different. Well, exactly, and they, they talked about, too, the design of his eyes, both in this Godzilla and the other ones. And in this one, at first, he used to have these half-moon eyes, but eventually they gave him the golden almond eyes that he's got. And I think that goes a long way to making him, like, an identifiable animal, like you talk about. Right, um, yeah, even though he's the antagonist of the movie. And so Kelly Wand... And you don't get that with Rodan, and you don't get it with Mothra, either. So you like Wait, Mothra, you mean- despite... You don't see her eyes that much, do you? And the, she's, got, she's, she's got little moth eyes. Yeah, you can totally see I her. I thought she face. has feelers. She's got the antennas and stuff. But no, and she mandibles. totally has eyes uh, <laughs> that she can look out of. Yeah. Kelly, right. um, look portrait. at a moth. A moth does have eyes. But the thing about Mothra, too, Mothra's like fuzzy. The moths like, have eyes. Like you could pet Mothra, I think. Aw. And then, and then that would fuck her up. But, but, oh, yeah, don't, try, don't get your finger oils on Mothra. Right. Like that. But here's the yeah. other thing about Godzilla. You mentioned this before. The scenes where Godzilla is fighting in the ocean, I know for sure, and, and, and they came so close to showing it a couple of times, he's got to be paddling like a duck under the water, right? Yeah, which we should be able to see. With those big-ass feet. Like those feet yeah. that were stomping on people and making them fly up in the air, those things have got to be going a million miles an hour underwater. And I bet yeah. that is so adorable. Listen to that. One sec. Continue. Continue. What is that? Speaking of animals. All right. Was that one of your, your cats? Yeah, that's the hard luck case. Who um, He can't get onto the bed, so I have to help him onto the Aww. bed. But he's always getting off the bed, so I have to put him <laughs> back on the bed every fucking time. Keeps me up. All is well now, I think. Um, so uh, the other thing that I love about Godzilla Kelly Wand, and I loved the moment here. I don't even think I noticed in minus one that there was no music until Godzilla yeah. wades ashore, and then the, those those famous like trumpet blares that begin yeah. his theme, like that was the first music in the movie, which I didn't even realize until that happened, and I just wanted to stand up like I love the Godzilla music, the anthem, yeah, 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 and especially uh, like, and his roar too is part of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's irreplaceable. No other monster sounds like Godzilla. So, uh, what was your feeling about Shin Godzilla? Um, at the I, at first, I had trouble getting into it because I thought it was slow and it's kind of a dry procedural, character-wise. With characters aren't as funny as these characters, or like as 
as driven. And also Godzilla wasn't on screen enough for my taste. Okay. But the Godzilla scenes were great, and I even like his googly eyes in his first. Uh, well, that's yeah, like iteration his, his, exactly. Yeah, before he becomes the real Godzilla, and that too. Like I love watching Shin Godzilla and seeing that and thinking, wait, what? That's our Godzilla? No, yeah. no. Right. Like I love that part of Shin Godzilla. Yeah, toys with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the other thing, I didn't know that they had abandoned Shin Godzilla. Like there's that weird cliffhanger at the end. Where you see the the human shapes in this fin, and we're supposed yeah. to be like, what the heck is that? Like, I I was I didn't know that this movie wasn't going to answer that. Well, it's minus one, so I guess so. One, right? yeah, yeah. Or did, did they made apparently they Jap, Japan did make a bunch of Godzilla movies that didn't come out here. Well, I, I also think Warner there Brothers. are no sequels to Shin Godzilla. Like, I think that's a dead end. I believe. Really? I think so. Yeah. But it was a big hit movie. I'm surprised. Next, you'll be telling me there's no follow-up to Alien Covenant after all that investment of Prometheus. Uh, I'm That's sure. a real ripoff. It, isn't Noah Hawley doing something on TV? <sighs> the senator? The senator? That's Josh Hawley. <laughs> no, isn't uh, Noah Hawley the Fargo guy? I may be wrong about that. I thought there was a TV, an Alien TV thing. But So speaking uh, of TV things, Kelly Wan, can't be good. what do you know about Monarch Legacy of Monsters? The name, and that's too much. But go it, on. It is so, so Who's bad. in it? Kurt Russell and his son, Wyatt. Kurt they Russell. play the same character, and the whole conceit is it's a split timeline. Mm. Uh, so it's the founding mm. of Monarch back during, like, preschool island, where uh, Wyatt Russell plays a Monarch agent. So and then there's lives. a modern timeline. Exactly. A modern Boring. timeline where Kurt Russell plays the grown-up version of that agent, and it's right after uh, San Francisco, I think. Um, See that? So that element gets continued while as the Shin Godzilla cliffhanger is Well, so here's the other That's thing. That's the world we live in, Tom. So I, I think there's a rights issue. So Legendary, which is basically a Chinese company. I mean, it's, it's owned by China, but... Yeah. It was American, but so Legendary has the rights to the Monarch Monsterverse, right? How's that? But well, Toho yeah. retains the rights to all other Godzilla incarnations. So that, that Monarch TV show, the American movies, Godzilla vs. Kong, and whatever this Godzilla X Kong BS is, which I have no interest in, all of that <laughs> is Legendary. Whereas Toho is doing stuff like Shin Godzilla, uh, Minus One, the other Godzilla movies. Um, so Well, the Toho ones are obviously the money. Right. Well, well, well that, that, that partly. And, and what's notable about Minus One, by the way, is that Toho self-distributed in the U.S., which reminds me, I forgot to mention. Where are my notes? I forgot to mention because I left him in the other room. But I was going to tell you that it opened at number three on the weekend after Thanksgiving. It made $11 million in the U.S., but it was hmm. it was distributed solely by Toho. They didn't co-distribute with anyone else. Nice. So they get all of that. They get their cut of all of that All money. that loot. Exactly. Uh, whereas Legendary, which is, again, a Chinese company, they're co-producing that Monarch TV series with Apple TV. They're co-distributing the movies with Warner Brothers. Um, so Toho gets a bigger cut of the stuff that they're doing, 
Whereas the stuff to, they're licensing. To fund the good movies. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'd want is like the, what's the one you called it? The one where he's a zombie. All Out Attack. Like that kind of a movie, like with a really goofy plot, but bring production value to it instead of the lame-ass American ones, which are just like, I don't know. They have like only one or two ideas in them and aren't, that aren't well executed. Well, did, I, I, don't, I don't think we ever talked about it, but did you like some of the stuff in uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, the Adam Wingard? I didn't like it, but I really wanted to make an opsis, and I was so infuriated at you for like, Jumping the gun and just seeing it instead, and then posting about it instead of me like, oh, <laughs> like roasting it over the coals. But I liked it more than you, I think, because it was so. You know who? I think Dingus would have liked it because he would have gone, no, it's just, it's the Hollow Earth. It's like remember when he was like really into the Jurassic Park sequels because he's like, see, it's all it's twenty five years later in that universe, and it's like the park open, and like he was really drawn to like the idea that it was like the part, like uh, it was like a real place in a different world, like with a different president or something. So I think the problems that Dingus would have had, and <laughs> like I, I'm going to claim Dingus on my side on Godzilla. How dare you? I know, you don't know Dingus. I know Dingus. Here's what I think. You think you know Dingus? Go on. I, I think the things that would have that bothered me about Godzilla versus Kong would have bothered him. And that is stuff like just how absolutely unfunny the jokes are. Uh, True. How they send off like, like they're doing this stuff about the podcast that Millie Bobby Brown's character listens to. Like they completely betray uh. any of the admittedly half-assed character development from the last movie. They just reboot it into a bunch of dumb stuff. It doesn't flow together. Randomly. Well. Um, like, like there's no chemistry with anyone and yeah. anyone else because all anyone is doing is standing on a sound stage yeah. with a green screen behind them delivering exposition that is the sum total of the human element in godzilla versus Kong. and i think dingus would have just I, I think it would have bounced off of him the way it bounced off of me but there, i you think are, go, ahead, sorry. go ahead well i remember liking the final fight in hong kong isn't it between Godzilla they, yeah, and they, Mecha Godzilla, yeah, yeah, because a lot goes on. I liked it because it seemed like it had a really huge body count, and I was like, "All right, yeah, saving saving Hong Kong, like San Francisco." But good. here too, Kelly Wand is where you might as well watch that as a standalone cartoon in terms of how it's integrated. All that stuff with uh, shoot, what's yeah. his name, Brian Tyrese Henry, is that his name? Like when they go to Hong Kong. Like, all of that stuff, it, it's just a self-contained... He tunnels up to it, remember? Right, but it's a self-contained <laughs> kaiju battle that Instantly. you can watch without any of the human element. You don't need any of that to just enjoy that goofy sequence. True, but the humans were so lame in that movie, like, I kind of just zoned out during those yeah. parts. So, like, if they'd been more interested... I don't know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. But compare that though to it was funnier. It was funny. I like. I laughed a lot more than you did. Like you were just enraged by like, yeah, this is no King of the Monsters, and I was like, oh my god, this movie's so weird. I cannot think of a single thing I would have laughed at in that because I rewatched parts of it. Like I scrubbed through it after Godzilla uh, minus one. Um, the axe made me laugh. That was funny to me. I mean, I look at all that stuff and I think because it was good. Wow, I bet Adam Wingard thought that was funny. But it made I, a lot of money, and he was like, no, no I can no. make the movies I want. I mean, it that made a lot just... of money, I mean, and now the movie that he wanted, it, Godzilla X-Kong. You know, he's doing the 
Which When's is out that in three months, out? by the way. It's out in March. So ready? Yeah. I this movie made me not want to see more American takes on Godzilla. Like well, I don't think he's understood. There aren't any. They're all Chinese, but <laughs> they're all Chinese. they make him too cuddly, or I don't know. And the characters are always they're not as interesting. Godzilla, the American Godzilla movies are never have an interesting character. There's not one that I can think of. What about Kyle Chandler? He used to drink did, a lot, Kelly Wan. He used to drink a lot. That did make him pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Do you remember Sally Hawkins in Godzilla: King of the Monsters? <laughs> Who the fuck was that? She is so barely in it, and there is a moment. I don't know like the, char- the Brit- actor or character. Oh, Sally Hawkins. Um, shoot, she's British. Uh, she slept with the fish man in that uh, Guillermo del Toro movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Like Water Shape for of Chocolate. Water, bro. What was that called? Yeah, Shape of Water. Um, so Sally Hawkins was in Godzilla King of the Monsters. And for the briefest of moments, like a whiff of a moment, they're trying to set up a romantic interest between her and Kyle Chandler. Ew. Which is how they get Kyle Chandler's character to open up with that exposition about him using, about how he used to drink a lot. <laughs> but he needs her for some job related thing, if I remember right. Or like to get footage or to get a greeting card, something. Mm. I don't no? Isn't he using her? Well, she dies super early. And, and oh. like Monster Zero just unceremoniously eats her like that. Like the right. moment he comes out of the Antarctic, the very first thing he does is eat Sally Hawkins pretty much. So uh, parts of her are still stuck in his telekinetic necks. Exactly. Yep. yep. Telepathic, excuse me. Do you remember David Strathern from <laughs> Godzilla King of the Monsters? Um, great, great actor with John Sayles, gray hair, very sort of distinguished. Is he the bad guy? No, that's Charles Dance from Game of Thrones. Right, right, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> David Stranger Str- Things uh, picks her nose and owns him like picks her middle finger now. no so he does finger. the dumb thing where you pass your hand in front of your face while you're scowling but then yeah. when your hand passes your mouth you smile really quickly so that uh-huh. it looks like you've wiped a smile onto your face ah, he sees clever. her looking at him and he does that to her but kelly wand and this is hilarious he doesn't know how to do it like he ah. passes his hand in front of his face and he's still scowling but then he abruptly smiles while she can see his face. Well, maybe that's a power move. Maybe he's shown that's part of his But character. that's not how the trick works. And so she, oh. she flips him off. I think it's just shot poorly. But she no did one, her trick right. Right, right, right. But I think no one explained to Charles Dance, this is what you're doing. <laughs> like he just, maybe he improvised it. Like, this will be more sinister. But he does it wrong. He doesn't do... Like he just, because he has, he's because he can afford to do it wrong. Right, he's right. that rich and powerful and malicious. But, I don't know why I'm always devil's advocate on some dumbass. Anyway, David like Strathern is the guy who. Yes. Shot, I love David Strathern as an actor. He comes on screen barely for a moment, like he's a picture in picture, to deliver exposition about an oxygen bomb. Oh, sweet. And that's it. And then Oxygen's the bomb deadly. kills Godzilla. Like, it's the bomb that hurts Godzilla so that Ken Watanabe has to go down in the submarine and revive him and sacrifice himself. Uh, uh, so all these dumb human moments, like, they're dumb and they're stupid, and but but I, they're memorable because I know these actors. Um, 
Like that Nerd stuff is, is silly to me, but I enjoy it even though it's dumb. Well, uh, so what if they what if fi- they make a Godzilla Final Wars and it's got uh, Emerald Fennel in it and uh, I don't think she's acting anymore. But uh, they done away all your favorite actors. I might because I I do Robert I, Shaw. I think I like Final Wars, don't I? No, you hate it. Mm. You ridic- You got mad at me for recommending it. I think it's like, this is you, okay. it's too goofy for you. And the kids danced. Uh, the kids didn't dance well enough. I think was part of your complaint. Yeah, you might be right. There are some of those earlier Godzilla movies I do like, though. But I, I, that one, I love them, them all for different reasons. Well, I do think some of them are comedies, and that's yeah. what's happening now with Adam Wingard's. Because if you remember, Godzilla vs Kong opens with a, a musical montage of Godzilla scratching his ass while he takes a shower in the morning. Like, That's, it opens with a comedic sequence, Godzilla vs. Kong does. What are you talking about? It opens with a... Mo- I forget the name of the song. There's a song about, somewhere out there there's a girl for me. And it shows Kong getting up in the morning, going through his routine. Oh, I thought you said Godzilla scratching his ass. Oh, maybe. I, might have mis- I, I misspoke, yeah. That's not possible, Tom. He could reach that. His well, as Kong, pro- Kong probably scratches his ass most of the time. He is a monkey. Monkeys do that, and it's part of why they're gross. He was taking a shower in the waterfall? Yep, exactly. You or he had an actual giant shower stall installed on Skull Island. Yep, it's a waterfall. Island. Yep, waterfall. Did he have so. a blonde with him? Or like a blonde? An AI well, you remember he had that little <laughs> deaf girl making him dolls out of poo. Yeah, I didn't like that. He doesn't like doll. he doesn't like brunettes. That's not canon. What's wrong with you? But wait, is that I thought okay. So the King Kong movie's not canon, it's only Skull Island in that movie. Like Kong's alive, different size. Uh the Skull uh, you mean the Peter Jackson. He wasn't brought Kong. back to life. They didn't like use uh shock paddles on him in New York and just return him to the island. Isn't oh, that... I see what you're saying. Right, right. The original I think Skull Island. We just island... pretend yeah. I think Skull Island is all that's canon. Yeah. <laughs> so they erased the main. Yep. The classic yep. film that birthed the. Okay. Yep. And that's another thing. King Kong fighting Godzilla. King Kong. I know. Is Climbs only, buildings. <laughs> King Kong is only ever a chump. A lovesick chump. I do yeah. not understand King Kong. I don't. I, like, I think King Kong is. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Rewind. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? He's a, he's a stand-in for... He's a Beauty and the Beast stand-in. He fucking kills uh, Tyrannosauruses, bro. Anybody for can love. do that. Anybody what? can do that. I could do he that. He kills Give, three. I could do that. Give me that uh, clever girl guy's gun. I could kill a Tyrannosaurus. Easily. He is and, a lovesick chump, I guess. Yeah. But he's a more fearsome warrior, especially with the axe, Tom, that you're giving him credit for. So the best part of a King Kong movie... And I think this is What's why radiation's effect on him. This is where Nothing. this is, I think, where Peter Jackson doesn't get enough credit. The best part of a King Kong movie is all that weird pulp comic stuff in Skull Island, like with the goofy natives and the giant bugs and the monsters. Yeah, the bugs are great. Like all that pulpy stuff. Like that's the best part of a King Kong movie. And then once yeah. King Kong comes out, you have to sit through that for a little bit, and then it's boring. It's boring. Finally, he gets and he tears up New York. And it's briefly exciting. Um, 
but but yeah, King Kong is a dumb love story about a. I think a that's monster. the problem. Is like the movie's all light and got jokes, and then we see this lovable creature just gunned down by a bunch of dicks. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird they thought we'd like that. I don't know. I guess in the '30s it was more. Um, well, we got to get rid of him somehow. You know, it's Beauty that killed the Beast, Tom. Okay, remind me this, Kelly One. In Godzilla minus one, we get the big sequence where he comes ashore uh, at Ginza, which I didn't realize this, but I found out that's actually part of Tokyo. So mm. Tokyo does get beat up. Um, Good. How I like that you're researching Godzilla. Look how out, does that like end? <laughs> well, like, why does he stop trashing Ginza? Oh, that was what I was going to ask you. Is my question is during any of the Godzilla movies, and also I thought this during Shin Godzilla is like, where is Godzilla when he's not? on right. screen like isn't he still rampaging because they show these meetings in the city and it's like can you hear him from there like how do you know he's not coming towards you and i asked my brother that and he's all he just goes back into the ocean during those parts but it's like we don't see that but why and also why would he yeah what makes him there's go back? food on just land get bored of, well, that's the other thing by what the made way. him come out then if he's uh, got food in the ocean oh because we are destroying the environment so he has to teach us a lesson right Oh, then he goes back. He's like, all right, lesson learned. I nuked your... <laughs> right, I just... A, a, a brief I punitive. nuked your city, yeah. showed you the horrors of pollution. So, so don't make me come back here again. Yeah, I'm warning you, and right. don't try that stupid balloon shit. <laughs> Did you understand any of that, by the way? That was the most cockamamie... Like, in Shin Godzilla... It was hysterical. I think in Shin Godzilla, didn't they shoot him full of concrete or something? They drove, yeah, that made more sense. Yeah, they drove little trucks up to him, and they poked hoses into him, and they shot him full of concrete or something. That yeah. was more plausible than this movie, than minus the one. Idea that the, I know, the idea that the scientist is like, he, he has a line where he goes, nothing can survive explosive decompression. It's like, wait a minute, you're in completely uncharted waters here already? Like, no, no lizard can be irradiated to the size of a building. Like, what are you talking about? You don't know its powers at all. So, but he says it with such confidence. And it's like, this is the how you do it, not these stupid guns. So they made him sink directly onto that air mattress. Is that correct? Yeah. And then yeah, they press the, the button, and the air yeah. mattress bounces him from, like, deep, deep underwater. Like, the air mattress bounces him up through the depths. Is that what happened? I thought plan A was, okay, we get him to the bottom of the ocean, and he'll blow up. But if that doesn't work, we'll right. bring him back to the surface, and that'll blow him up. But we also have a guy in a plane. So but what brought him back to the surface, though? The balloons, even though... Oh, no, there they was were, a cable. But the, they balloons, were like, the balloons were strapped to him, or they were underneath him? They were around his... Uh, like middle, like a hula skirt, I thought. I thought which, that was... Which made me wonder how his teeth were getting to them instead of his claws. So that's what he... It was around his up. neck. Okay, well... Which I would have liked to have seen him chewing. Like, how is he? Like, was that some... Like, did he outfox them strategically? Or did they just, like, not... Did the scientists go, oh, yeah, teeth? Kelly Wand, I feel like there were a bunch of steps to this plan. The opsis, I thought solved all these riddles but now i may have to go back and rewrite the offices to reflect my uncertainties well i feel like a bunch of steps of this plan took place underwater where we couldn't see them right and yeah we don't have any intel about what actually happened so 
That's my complaint. It's still Godzilla light. There's not a lot of Godzilla in the movie. And that was also my issue with Shin Godzilla. There's a lot of not Godzilla. Uh, that's kind of, isn't that true of every Godzilla movie, though? He's more, he's in the American ones more, but he's not doing anything interesting. He's like, it's like Transformers where it's like, you just see a bunch of like chrome pollution. Like I will say rewatching, shrapnel. rewatching the 2019 movie that, uh, that third act uh, with Godzilla fighting Gehedra Fenway in Boston, Park. that is a slog and a half. Oh, my God. I remember it being dark and dusty. Like, my memory of that movie is just, like, dust clouds and no sun and, like, no, I love clouds. Some, I mean, there are some great sequences. There are some great tableaus. But I think once you get to that third act, I feel like that movie is shot its wad. And that's like I, your favorite. Um, Even you American don't like the one, third certainly, act. yeah. But I do like, I think I would prefer Shin Godzilla among the Japanese ones. Oh, for that, sure. That oh, over this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the take on Godzilla as a 9-11 procedural. Like, there's none of that weird yeah. frisson that there is in this movie about the statement about, you know, treating life cheaply versus an action, a thrilling action sequence in which 30,000 people die. That I'm rooting for God. Like, I'm loving that. I want Godzilla to pick up we more stuff. Are, yeah. And, yeah, exactly. So I like I feel a little discomfort about that, and there's none of that when they portray Godzilla in a 9/11 procedural. Like I can sit back and think, oh my God, this is terrible. Somebody stop him! <laughs> like I think that's the way that movie wants you to feel, and there's no ambivalence there. There's none of that. Um, I, I think your point would be more obviously conveyed if it was an R-rated movie and you really oh, saw yeah, like, yeah. the bodies and the blood and like Godzilla killed all these fuckers. I did like Kelly Wand, how up close... But I saw it like a bullfight. <laughs> Go bull! Get him! You did I, like... I did like how up close we were in Godzilla Minus One to his feet smooshing people, but yeah. also showing that the impact would cause nearby people to fly up in the air. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of not gore, but violence in yeah. Godzilla minus one, which I, again, I loved that as far as this is what would happen if a kaiju came ashore. But I didn't love it in terms of I want you know this should be thrilling. This shouldn't be thrilling and exciting. This should be horrific. Um, right. And Godzilla is never a horror movie. I don't know. The, uh, something I noticed was like he seemed to be stamping deliberately like slamming his foot yes. down deliberately on people as opposed to like not caring one way or the other can i tell you what there. i think that was hmm. i thought that was like a lot of times when you have like huge giant creatures like a t-rex or a brontosaurus they'll just do a like a, a bass sound effect whenever it's it's foot lands they even did that it was so stupid in that alexander aja movie that we saw called crawl about the oh, alligators, yeah. he would have the alligators like stomping like a dragon, doing that yeah. base Jurassic Park thing. Right. So that's one way to convey. <laughs> and that's the, something low to the ground. That's right, an oh, alligator. Yeah, with that was the, so dumb with the alligators. Center of gravity. Right. But normally, it's a way to convey the massiveness of something. Yeah. But there's no visual. But but generally, there's no visual component. You're just watching something move. But here, the visual effects for Godzilla, I loved how retro it was. And part of that retro is it felt like almost stop motion movement where he would yeah. put his foot in place 
And then that was it for movement, because he's yeah. so big and so massive that once that foot is, is, is fixed to the ground, for a moment, he's like a statue, frozen. Right. And then the other foot lifts up and ponderously moves. And when that other foot lands, all of that weight has to stand there for a minute. So I loved how there was a visual component beyond just that normal base thump that, that dragons and alligators and T-Rexes have. Because he's so tall that time is passing at a different speed <laughs> near his head than his feet. So Kelly Wand, it's a, it's like a chronological Doppler effect. Yeah, absolutely, sure. And like this is the reason like weren't you bummed out as a kid when someone told you that, oh yeah, creatures can't get above a certain size because the gravity would not allow it or something. The one that like, bummed me out is the way that uh, a giant a praying mantis, for instance, it has an yeah. exoskeleton. Like there, and, yeah. and, and a body mass that size would not be able to support itself if it didn't have an internal structure. So It'd be funny to watch, though. But that, that means there can be no such thing as giant ants or giant praying mantises and giant spiders. Maybe it affects the gravity around it. I think, Kelly Wand, you just got to go with movie magic. It's hmm. just, yeah. Don't explain it, Kelly Wand. It's a myth. It's mythology. Oh, it's fiction. It's, it's a demon. It's it's the ghosts of the dead pilots. Exactly. Yeah. And they're mad at their they're mad. At, that's the, that actually makes sense though. It's like they're mad at their government for sending them to their deaths. So they're like taking revenge on their own country. Oh, I, I like, think it's a it's a super poetic take that belongs in a better movie. You know, the movie that it's actually in is an all out comedy. Um, I Are we talking about the same movie? Uh, Godzilla, Mothra, Gehedra, Monster, All Out Attack. Yeah. Oh, the okay, one where yeah. Godzilla is the zombie and the, the souls of all this. I thought we were talking about Godzilla minus one again. Oh, sorry, sorry. In, in, in All Out Attack, Godzilla is the, actually the souls Ghost. of the people. Yes, Possessed. Yeah. He needs Russell Crowe, Tom. What would Russell Crowe do? He's the Pope's exorcist. I watched it on the plane. Ah, you saw the Pope's exorcist. On a plane. On a plane. I'll accept it. Okay. Well, Kelly rough. Wand, uh, that's Godzilla minus one. Uh, we did it. We did it. Have you seen enough movies in 2023 that you could pick 10 that, you, that were your favorite? Yeah, I got to whittle it down from 12 and then I'll be ready. Well, Kelly Wand, let's reconvene shortly and, and talk about those. All right. All right. Should I am Tom Chick. I have been here with Kelly Wand and we will see everyone next time. Godzilla is a metaphor for um waffles. You How's can do that? better than that. Come on, hit me with something better than waffles. Godzilla is a metaphor for the cycle of life and the Spanish Inquisition. Just Don't Google what Godzilla is a metaphor for. That's cheating. Godzilla is a tragic being. He's not evil by choice. That's his tragedy. <laughs> I prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right. And we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Happy New Year, everybody. Don't uh, kill anyone in Japan by stepping on them. Hope you learned the lesson in the movie. I don't think Tom understood.